Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Well, hello, everyone. I hope you're all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie Farish, your host for Love Light to shine love light into your hearts and homes. I am so delighted for you to join us live on the Voice America Network to inspire a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through worthiness. We have an amazing guest who will join us today on Cultivating a Happy Life. While participating in the communal celebration during the Indian Firewalking Festival in Penang, Malaysia, I was invited to join the women in the happy dance. They said that night that the dance ritual will bring happiness into my life. And I certainly did not pass up this opportunity. Real happiness, where can we find it? A meaningful quote by Keshri Damananda in his book, How to Live Without Fear and Worry, a book that was given to me on one of my ventures to Malaysia. I'll share this quote because it has really resonated with me throughout my life. Happiness is in the journey, not in the destination. Happy is he who has lofty and noble aspirations. Happy is he who is enriching the lives of all those about him. Happy is he who allows others to live peacefully without disturbing them. Happy is he who is contributing something to make this world a better place in which to live. Happy is he whose work, whose chores, whose daily tasks are labors of love. Happy is he who loves. Happy is he who is happy. Wow, what an all-encompassing meaning of happiness. You know, so often we find ourselves looking for happiness outside of ourselves. And it's lucky there are fleeting moments that soon dissipate with the endless search for the next relationship, material object, job, entertainment, or activities that we think will bring us enduring happiness. And many have found themselves uh, in life situations that seems quite unbearable. And for some, many have taken their own lives and some may be on the brink of disaster this very moment. We all have experienced these moments uh, where there are challenging situations that cause us to feel unlovable, unloving, and unworthy. And I know this because I've been disillusioned. I've been there with disappointment, shattered dreams, disillusioned by societal standards of success and happiness until I found my way home to my true self, my natural state of being, and this is the way out. This is where unwavering peace and joy dwells within. Happiness is a higher state of being. The process of disciplining the body and purifying speech and mind that brings real happiness. So our guest today, Chrissy Butts, she's the Christian happiness coach speaker, family and work team builder, 
author of the international bestseller, You Choose Your Path. Chrissy, I think she trained three years at the annual conference for the Fathers and Families Coalition of America, and she's really done great work around the world. In a conversation with Chrissy, she shared with me, I was born with a happy heart. It is a gift, and a gift it is. And she uses her gift to bring love and light to all she encounters. So I welcome our amazing guest, Chrissy Butts, to our show, Cultivating a Happy Life. Welcome, Chrissy. Thank you, Dr. Jean Farish. What an honor. It's such a pleasure to be with you today. Well, I am thrilled for you to be joining us on this most powerful topic, so empowering, cultivating a happy life. Share with us what inspired you to become a Christian happiness coach, and do you have a personal story you'd like to share? Oh, I would. And I, you know, at the beginning, you shared that beautiful quote, happy is he. I love that quote. It had so many good messages. And what you shared about um, happiness is a higher sense of being. It, it truly is. I, I think sometimes we go through life and we try to find out what is our purpose and what is, what is it we're sent here to do and how can we better serve the people around us and and how can we be happier and I've uh, was I remember a few years ago I've done a lot of things I've, I've been in, trained in, in a lot of different types of skills and and just wasn't quite sure if I was in the right in the right place and I remember some friends a friend of mine who she she said hey I overheard a couple of gals talking at church and one of them said, doesn't Chrissy Butts just make you sick? She is always so happy. And at first when she told me that, I went, oh, how do I respond to that? Because I don't, I, I don't want to make anybody sick because I'm happy. But then it just, it just resonated a little bit. And I realized that that's the way I was made. God gave me a happy heart, and I can't deny it. It's not fake. It's real. It's Everybody has different gifts. Some people's gifts are in science and math and music and technology and all different kinds of things, and those are not my gifts. But my gift was a happy heart, and I realized at that point about three or four years ago, well, maybe I need to figure out how to share that with other people. So... That's how I've uh, started. And here you are. And I think we can really, uh, I guess, realize that it can be an enviable state uh, if there are those who are seeking happiness from external sources and uh, an ongoing journey of uh, what quiet desperation, so to speak. And perhaps there, as I indicated, fleeting moments of pleasure or, or satisfaction, but it soon dissipates. So uh, sometimes when people see you in that happy state, which, you know, you're trying to really keep your vibration high, purify your thoughts, your mind, and, you know, uh, do things in the spirit of love, it can be an enviable uh, state of being for those who are you know, they don't know how did you get there? Is it real? Are you faking it? Uh, is this true? So I'm glad that you shared that because uh, hopefully we can help others, you know, open their hearts to this state of natural state of being. I hope so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Chrissy, I know you shared with me that your family uh, moved to Alaska uh, uh, some time ago. And, of course, that was, I don't know how long ago it was. But how did that change you? What inspired that move? Oh, we had been living in, in Utah. And I think sometimes we go through times in life where we we feel like we've outgrown a certain area or a certain a certain part of our lives and it's time for a new growth. And we, we had, uh, we just, we just had been looking for a new place to grow. And so we sold our company and we moved, we moved to Alaska with our, with our little family. And, and uh, sometimes a little, all of us, all of us, I mean, part of living here on this earth is to learn how to overcome and how to grow. And we had a series of unfortunate events that happened and, we had gone expecting to start a new company with some other people and um, some of their plans changed and we ended up we ended up with a, a lot more overhead than we had anticipated and when we had sold our company we had these these relationships with our bankers and we wanted to be integral to all of our contracts and all of the the loans that we had out on our former on our former business and our 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 buyers from our company in Utah had defaulted on the payments and we didn't want to file for bankruptcy. And so we ended up in order to maintain all the, all the bills, all the business bills, plus our personal bills, we decided, okay, we can, we can manage to do this if we downsize. So we downsized to a little, little small, very, very small one room cabin on a lake and we it it didn't have a well. It was more and more like a camping cabin, and we ended up kind of roughing it for a couple of years. We had an outhouse, and and uh, we just we had to. I had heard a long time ago if um, if you own two or more pair. I think it was like two or three pair, three or more pairs of shoes. You're in the top rich, the top wealthiest people like the top wealthiest people on the planet. And I thought, oh, well, I've got, we've got more than three pairs of shoes. And we, we just had to put things into perspective. And it was kind of like living like little, like life, like little house on the prairie. But <laughs> our prairie was really, really cold. And, but we learned so much and we grew so much during the, those uh, couple of years in the little cabin and, and roughing it. And I, you know, people, people think, oh, this makes you happy or that makes you happy. And we've, We've done a lot, and we've we've had several companies, and we ended up. Well, we knew we had to get we had to figure out how to make more income so we could pay off the debt and still grow. And so we started a small, we started a little mom and pop ground transportation airport service company. We started with one car, and then we added another car, and then we added another car, and pretty soon we just kept adding more and more cars, and we kept getting really good training from like the world-class limousine companies and we would fly down to New, Jer- New Jersey or to uh, Las Vegas and we learned from the best of the best mm-hmm. and in a matter of like five years our company became an international but I mean it became a and that was nominated as the mid-size operator of the year by limo digest and we had contracts with airlines hotels cruise ships and corporate jet companies and our life was like 24 7 and it was such a contrast from when we were living in the cabin with um with the little our four little boys and 
life just changed a lot. I remember the cabin was life was really simple and sweet. And when we grew the company, it became very complex and very, and it could, it overran us. And so mm-hmm. happiness is having, I feel like it's really having time with the people that we care about and being able to have, you know, up, you know, like it's an opportunity to grow and, it's also important to be able to have the downtime, have growth periods, but also have good, good, positive connections with the people that we care about. Yes, that's so beautiful because what we learn is simplicity, you know, makes life less complicated. And of course, you demonstrated that through your move and living in a smaller cabin. So uh, I'm sure you really had a uh, your whole family really became closer as a result of that. But I love to. Uh, Uh, Just ask you, you know, many are now dealing with a lot of difficult situations in the midst of losses and current challenges, trying to be happy. And uh, uh, I know you've had some personal life experiences of friends that went through, uh, what, suicide or some life uh, altering events. Can you just share that and how, you know, is it that simple to choose happiness. You wrote a book about you choose your path. Is it that simple? And can you just share with us about how for those who are, you know, at a loss or on the brink of, you know, perhaps considering taking their lives or who, who's had family members to, to who, you know, who are contemplating or who's lost their lives, what, what message can you give us? What can you share based on your experiences? Okay. Well, we have had four family members who have uh, who have committed suicide and and it's a so it's always on my mind and I've been concerned for families that have people who are starting to show signs of signs of depression and and withdrawal and so social isolation and this is big time happening all over the place. This is affecting this COVID situation right now. It's affecting it's affecting small children. It's affecting parents that have lost their jobs or that are you know people's social groups have been eliminated and and it's real. It's a real problem right now. And a lot of people like all their normal routines have been turned upside down and. We are, we are meant to be, I believe we were meant to be, we're, we're social creatures and we are meant to connect. We are meant to, meant to, we, we need each other. We desperately need each other. And so it's, I don't know that it's super simple to choose. It sounds like it should be simple, you know, really simple, but it takes effort. It's not just like, oh, I'm just going to be happy. It takes it takes us, to, we have to do a few things to be able to elevate our happiness. And I have a simple strategy. It's called the Sunshine Strategy. I have some videos about it on YouTube. And the Sunshine Strategy is like each of us are beings of light. And our light can grow dim. And we we can, we have to recharge in order for that light to get brighter. And we can recharge in a variety of different ways, but doing things that we love, hobbies, and just there's so many things that we can do to to ground ourselves and get out in nature and work on things that we love, maybe have a pet, say hello, you know, get be around other people, uh, reach out to people that we care about and we love. And, and those are some ways discovering our purpose, observing 
anything in nature, whether that's the moon, the stars, the sky. We can, and I know we got a commercial break coming up here in just a minute, so we can talk a little bit more right after the break. But there's so many ways we can do to increase our light and also to be able to share our light. So we could talk about a, little, a couple of those things right after the break. Well, thank you, Chrissy. That, that, those are some powerful you know, strategies, and I know you're going to help us recharge and give us more specifics about how we can create happiness in our lives and connect with others. I know in the midst of what we're, the challenges that we're going through, uh, a lot of us are not, you know, in the same space with each other, but hopefully, as you indicated, there are other ways for us to connect. Well, we're going to take a brief commercial break, so don't go away. We'll be right back with more on cultivating a happy life with our Christian happiness coach, Chrissy Butt. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back. You've been listening to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love with your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. And coming back from commercial break, we'll continue with our guest. Chrissy Butts, our Christian happiness coach, speaker, family, and work team builder, international best-selling author of You Choose Your Path. And Chrissy, I know we uh, the first uh, segment we talked about strategies, and you gave us a list of things that will help us, you know, create happiness in our lives. And I know as we look at the concept of happiness, 
self-love and self-worth. Many of many people feel unworthy, unlovable, you know, uh, and they feel like whatever happens to them, they deserve this. I deserve not being happy because of something that happened in my life. So I'd like for you to just help us recharge and share with us those strategies to help us create happiness in our lives. Oh, thank you. I do believe that the purpose of our existence is to have joy and people get confused where they can find that. Joy is not found necessarily in chocolate or material possessions or watching the game with an ice cold beer. It's not exactly found in trips and adventures, but it comes from our, our closest personal relationships and and in and, and having a, fe- a feeling of a sense of purpose. So f- we work on our relationships and finding our purpose. It it gives us a it gives us a a real deeper deeper feeling of of joy and contentment. And when people don't have joy, they often are pursuing activities they hope will compensate for the lack of joy, for the lack of of fulfillment that joy can provide. And sometimes our, our, our joy can get stuck in like right now, our joy can get stuck. And cause we've lost, we've lost access to so many things that are, were informally in our routines. I have a couple of stories. Uh, one, one dad approached me and he had a had a child who he felt like was slipping through the cracks and he was really concerned about and I, I noticed that they kind of had a tendency to focus on all the things this kid it was going wrong in this kid's life and the, all the bad choices that he was making. And, and he was about, this child was about 16, 17, and so probably would be in the home for another year or two before venturing off to college. And we talked about the precious amount of time they had left together and Parents have already taught their children everything that they, you know, they've taught them their principles and and given them guidance their whole life. And so the children at that point, they don't need anybody really to drill. This is what you're supposed to be doing. They've already been taught all that stuff by the time we get to be about 16, 17 years old. So I encourage them to focus on doing things together that would that would bring them closer together or finding opportunities to laugh and so to explore brand new activities. And since then, they've been doing that and their relationships are getting stronger. And I was thinking about, I recently did some challenges with some other, with some parents. And they said one of their biggest challenges right now is the lack of, the, the lack of activities that they have to go to. And everything just feels like it's on their parents' shoulders. And some of them are trying to work from home and they have the children at home. And sometimes the, 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 the at-home nanny is, is you know, the, all the electronics that are inside the home. And I know that, that some for some parents that they feel like that's the easiest go-to. But there's a lot of parents that don't like their children having that much that much technology time. But they're like, well, they can't have their friends. You know, they can't hang out with their friends right now. And I would love to see families do a little bit more team building activities and where there's, and parents, just like a really good company will have an executive council, they'll have an executive committee that oversees all the things that go on. And parents can have 
a couple can have an executive committee together and say, what are the challenges that we're facing right now? How can, what can we do? We can't fix everything, but there are some things we can fix. We can work on our relationships while we're, while we're together and to work on having more, more positive, fun engagement with one another. But it takes work. It just can't snap your fingers. You have to think about it and strategize. And how can we have better conversations and communication? And, and so I have a few strategies and I love I love it when parents can have a family council and they call their children together and as a as a collective they sit down and they talk about what are what are your challenges what are you what are what's going on right now and give the children and give everybody an opportunity to express what's on their mind and what they're feeling about and I feel like when we can discuss when people have things that are they're barrowing deep down inside their frustrations their their insecurities, their fears, when you bury those feelings deep down inside, it just can smolder and it can it can build and fester and get bigger and bigger. But when we have a space to be able to open up and talk as a family, it can be liberating as, as parents can share their perspective and how everybody can help help get things out on the out in the open instead of burying burrowing everything deep down inside. So family council is a great way to allow a family to open up and to talk about what's going on inside. And normally like social isolation, that's one of the the warning signs when we see people withdrawing and they're not they're not coming out, they're not replying to text messages or they're not they won't answer their phone. Well, a lot of people are a lot of people are doing that right now. And so if you have family members, the family members I just really encourage people to stay connected to the people that you care about because and everybody I don't feel like our relation I feel like our relationships are not accidental. They are there are people that you can affect and inspire and uplift and encourage better than anybody else. Each one of us has some of those people that we are their one of their best go-to sources. And if we're if we don't realize our potential to uplift and encourage another person, we missed out on a great opportunity. And and so I feel like now is the time for us to really reach out and connect with other people on a regular basis and everybody is so important in encouraging and and uplifting Uh, i really love your idea about the family council because you know i think we're kind of in in this moment where we're probably overusing technology and like you say the the technology can be the what at home nanny (laughs) and as a result of that you know you're not really engaging with your family unit and I love the idea of the family council that perhaps uh, the listeners can benefit from because it, it enables us to each person to express themselves and feel valued and worthy right and not just dictated to so I love that I love that thought of the the, the family council. Uh, and I love your thought about laughter and humor. And even as we engage with this new family council, even humor and laughter can be an integral part of that because, you know, we can be so engaged with, you know, all of the losses and, 
uh, things that we're experiencing now that we forget to laugh and we forget to find that humor. And it's around us, but we can miss it by being so overwhelmed with, you know, what am I going to do next? What's going to happen next week? What if we don't, you know, overcome this or whatever? And we become overshadowed with all of the negatives and missing out each moment on the moments of laughter, joy that we can create. And one of the things that you mentioned, you know, the football games or the activities, you know, we engage with that, but after a while, you know, whether it's on TV or whatever, but those are fleeting moments that will pass. The game will be over, right? Exactly. <laughs> and yes. what happens after that? So that, that's quite powerful. I yes. love that. Mm-hmm. That is very powerful. If it's okay, I'll share a little bit about my family team building program. Sure. People could take notes and it's something they could do. I love that. They could do at home. So a family team building is a one hour every, well, you can make it whatever you want, but I would suggest at least one hour each week, pick a certain day and make that your, your special time that you come together and nobody try not to have any appointments or anything that are going to override and come together. And there, there are six different activities you can do and you could time them five minutes, 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And children of all ages can participate. So even like a three-year-old can be in charge of welcoming the whole family. Welcome to our family power hour. Oh, good. The power hour. I love that. (laughs) And this this child could say, okay, I'm in charge of the welcoming and I want everybody, um, I'm going to pick a song and everybody's going to sing it. Let's say she says, I want to sing the wheels on the bus. So everybody in the family will sing the wheels on the bus and she is going to lead the activity. And what this allows her, it allows her to have some leadership and allows the focus of the the entire family to be on her for a few minutes and we get to see that little child's personality and just see little things about them just shine because everybody's paying attention we're all together on the same page and then the next part would be like a family council and that's where if there's a father in the in the family I always encourage the the fathers to take charge of the family council and because moms take charge of so many things they're juggling lots and lots of stuff but if the dads just can can be in charge of the family council then he's leading and directing and the two of them can work together on that but the family council would be just a time to share compliments what about each other and also to discuss any problems or solutions and this isn't a time to throw anybody under the bus, but it's just an opportunity to, a lot of times we have solutions to our problems, but we just need to create a time where people can actually talk about them because if you ignore it, often it, it either stays stagnant or it can get worse. But when we just address it, like most family family members, okay, let's the problem. The problem is there's too much clutter. There's too many things all over the living room and that makes this happen and this happen, this happen. Well, if you have a family council and say, this is the reason why it's a problem and how could we fix it? And everybody could come up with their own solutions of how to fix it. And, or maybe we're spending way, mom and dad are concerned. We're spending way too much time on technology. How can we fix it? Well, we could say, we're going to exercise for 30 minutes or 20 minutes every single day. And we're going to set a timer and it's going to be at this time. And we're all going to do it together as a family. Or we need to have some reading time. And for 15 minutes, everybody in the family is going to read a book. 
or maybe we we're not doing this you know we're not having library days anymore maybe we can all share something that we just learned about as a family we all share oh I just learned this or I just learned that and sharing is a great opportunity to to practice listening skills with each other so those would be some things to discuss in a family council and then we could have a part of a little short 10 minute lesson and that kind of goes along with the sharing how important it is for us to continue learning but I think our our as we as we share what we just learned about the learnings it, it becomes even deeper once you teach it to somebody else and that's a good a good opportunity for children to express and and share, hey, I just learned about, I learned about bulldozers in this book, or I just got online and I learned about bulldozers. And then they can share, hey, did you know that a bulldozer has this, you know, dot, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just studied Michelangelo. Did you know that this about Michelangelo, when he created the statue of David, he was only 26 years old. Like, there's so many things that we can learn and discover and family members can share together. And... Another part of a family power hour would be a, a little team building activity. And this would be directed by another one of the children in the family. And they would they could choose any little short activity. It doesn't have to be super complicated. It could be as simple as we're going to get a deck of cards. We're going to build a great big, huge, we're going to make the biggest, tallest card house that we can build before it tips, tips over. Or maybe I'm going to pull up some old family videos and we're just going to watch family videos for 15 minutes. Or mm-hmm. or right. there's so many fun things that we can do. We just have to create a space and time to allow it to happen. Because if we don't, I tell you, technology, movies, games, everything else can just take over. And we miss out on so many golden, wonderful opportunities to connect and to really get to know the people that we care and love about the very most. And we don't learn about them if, we, if we're just living side by side and not really engaged in each other's lives. And, and now that things have stopped, you know, I think we've been kind of ships passing in the night, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, going to school, going to work or whatever. And now we have time. So this is an excellent uh, opportunity to incorporate your uh, strategy of uh, the family team building, creating this family council, which really um, lets us know that everyone matters and small things matter. And I would like to just indicate that we acknowledge all kinds of family arrangements. Uh, We know that uh, beyond what is considered non-traditional family arrangements, because they're single parents and all uh, kinds of uh, 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 family networks uh, that we have here, and we would like to acknowledge that uh, those special arrangements and uh, uh, everyone is important as we look at this family network. And Christy, you've really shared some excellent strategies. And um, any feedback from your family? Uh, from my family? Yes, in terms of the benefits. Before we take a brief, brief break, oh, what's oh, been the overall it. impact? <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. We get our married kids all together. It's great for multi-generation. It's good to get the you know grandparents or bring over uncles and aunts. It's fun with all different. It is even can even bring a neighbor into it. It's it can be really fun to really get to know people better. And I think we could use technology to bring people in, right, through Absolutely. Skype or whatever. 
Absolutely. I just love that. I love that. Well, we're going to take a quick break, so don't go away. We'll be right back with more on cultivating a happy life with our guest, Chrissy Butts, our Christian happiness coach. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love. And enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back. You've been listening to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love with your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. And coming back from commercial break, we'll continue with our amazing guest, Chrissy Butts, our Christian happiness coach, family and work team builder, speaker, award-winning, best-selling author. You choose your path on cultivating a happy life. Chrissy, you shared so many great strategies for us to incorporate to create happiness in our lives. And I know you have some more strategies to help us empower our lives with happiness. Please share with us. Thank you, Dr. Farish. I'll share just two more. One of them is how important service is. When we are serving another person, we forget about ourselves, and that helps to elevate our happiness. And if you incorporate service into your family, maybe as part of your family power hour, 
It could just be even as short as 10 minutes. Maybe you don't know your next door neighbors and you could just say, okay, for 10 minutes, we're going to run next door. We're going to meet the neighbors. We're going to introduce ourselves and somebody's going to keep track of a timer and we got to be back here in 10 minutes. So that way the kids don't go, oh, we're going to get drugged to the neighbor's house and we're going to have to talk for 30 minutes on the porch while mom explains our whole history now we're on a time limit and we have to be right back but that way we can we can get to know people or maybe we know or aware of somebody that's sick or somebody that we could write we could make cards and and mail them to them maybe somebody's in the hospital or we can uplift and encourage somebody in some specific way so as a family collectively you could think of a little something small and short and simple that you could do in a 10 minute 10 minute period of time maybe we have so much abundance that we have too many clothes in our closet and we can say or too many toys in the toy box we can say okay during this 10 minutes everybody run to their rooms quickly grab three three toys or three pieces of clothing bring them down and put them in this box and we're going to go donate them to charity so somebody else can appreciate them because we have more than enough of what we you know we have more than more than what we need and we can share our surplus with somebody else so service is a great way to elevate happiness and the last thing is i is is really to improve our communication there's a lot of great communication tools and resources out there, little all kinds of things you can find online. I have something that's called the Table Topics, and it's just a little laminated menu that you can keep in your in your car. You can keep on the kitchen table, and it's a hundred different questions you can ask that help to create more stimulating conversation with your family members. So often our conversations are something like, this, "Hey, how was work? Good. Hey, how was school?" Fine. And the One conversation, word. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the conversation uh-huh. stops, and then that's the end of it. And it and it, it can take effort to ask a more open-ended conversation. But do we really want to talk about all the details of what did you have for lunch at school, or what did what what happened on the on the you know all the details? Sometimes we do, but maybe we could talk about other things that are like stimulating. That what's what the, what are people thinking about? So. Good conversation tools can be really helpful and to create more stimulating conversations. Like if you describe the perfect birthday without spending any money or what is something that you're really good at and just give people an opportunity to use their brains and think and then learn how to express those things in your family setting where it should be safe. And and then you can get to know each other better. I feel like if we were to ask one question every single day as a family, we might know more about them oh, in, in a, than we would in our entire lifetime because we just, our conversations are usually so superficial. Mm-hmm. Genuine, um, meaningful conversations. Go ahead. Absolutely, absolutely. I have a, I have a book, and it's called Fifty Ways to Strengthen Families in Fifty Days. It's a free book I give away, and it's at my, on my webpage. One, the number one, Happy Tribe, and inside this book are just fifty different simple ideas, of of ways that we can strengthen our family relationships. And I'd love for your listeners or please. Please pick up a copy of this. It's a little ebook and it's just filled with some great little nuggets and some really good, really good quotes about families and how important families are. And so it's a little gift, especially during these times right now where people could probably use some extra tools and resources. What is that? Uh, uh, is it a Facebook web page? What is it again? So the audience can t- take it's, note of that. It's One Happy Tribe <clears throat> and it's the number one 
the number one, and then happy and tribe. Like, we're all one happy tribe. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I love it. You know, we talked about uh, this this concept of service, and I thought about a quote by Gandhi. The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in service. And I love that idea of, of serving because it takes us out of ourselves and out of our own, you know, mode of thinking about uh, endless negative thoughts. And when we do things for others, it really opens our heart. I love that. And then the, the area of communication, because that can be quite limiting for a lot of us. And uh, you've shared with us excellent strategies to open up dialogue and self-expression, because we know that, you know, you can get mired down in your own negative thoughts and bottle those feelings up deep inside. So the opportunity for the family council and encouraging good communication can really help each member of the family. And what's so important, everyone matters. And small things are so important. And each person can take a role and can really share the role that they would like to play. Is that right, Chrissy? Absolutely. And I like what you brought up. Even if people are scattered across the, the whole world, they can still you can still create a family power hour and you can bring your family members in, parents, grand, you know, grandparents or maybe a, a, some, a child or somebody that's, you know, in another part at college or another part or in military or, just, you know, just spread out. You can bring them in and have them all do these different things together so that so that you can, you know, continue to strengthen relationships and stay connected. Mm, great, great, great. Now, your book, uh, what, Choose Your Path, You Choose Your Path. Can you briefly just share with us uh, about the book and how we can access it? Absolutely. The book is on Amazon under Chrissy Buds. You choose, you choose Your Path under Chrissy Buds. And the book is Our Adventures of Living in Alaska for Two Years. Well, we lived there for 10 years, but living for two years in the, in the, a little one-room cabin without any running water with our outhouse and the trials and the experiences that we had during that time and then growing our limousine company. And then we got to this point where our marriage was on the rocks and the company was running us. And I always thought, oh, we'll be happy when I, when we get this. We'll be happy when we have these contracts. We'll be happy when we have these clients. And in the end, we looked back and we said the most, the happiest days of our lives was when it wasn't when we had a whole fleet of limousines and okay. we were driving around the rich and famous, but it was when we were living in that little cabin. So life can be simple and sweet and that's where our joy and happiness can really come from well thank you Chrissy for sharing these creative empowering strategies thanks for joining us today thank you Dr. Farish okay all right so choose happiness find something that brings you joy and for me that's a good thought <laughs> so join us next week for healing your past for a better future with Gary Stewart uh, share your insights from our show and your love practice exercises on the blog page of my website, www.jeanferrisjourney.com and email your comments to gene72ferris at yahoo.com and I will share them live on our show. Go within and find the love that is there. Your true self is the core of your being, which is divine love. And herein lies real happiness. Thanks to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. We're going to close out with a special instrumental rendition by Burt Bacharach, What the World Needs Now. 
And I'm your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. And until we meet again, remember, an empowered self is a loving self. And keep your love light shining. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.